any wee podcast than that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Technology. Hey, I think Tommy's still just dealing with the the old news. He's shouted something, but I've got the earphones in, so I can't really hear what he's saying. It was some some amount of minutes. Uh, Sounded like ten, but I doubt that'll be what it is. Right, Neil, I want you to think of. I'm not going to say like your favourite film because that's always a dickhead question, but like just a film you fucking love, and I want you to tell me the plot and why you love it. Oh, that's really hard because there's so many that I really like. Um, of course, there's Jaws. <laughs> tell, tell us about Jaws. Right. Jaws is a film where uh, an animal goes about its daily business and gets grief off the man. Is that how you see it? <laughs> That's how I see that film. That shark is just cutting about, doing what a shark does, does what nature intended it to do, and the man, humanity, the patriarchy, just can't deal with it. Are you telling us that we were the monsters all along? Yes, we were. Uh, so, what, what do you love about it then, considering that Jaws gets its comeuppance? <laughs> I just think Jaws is a, it's a really well-told story. Um, it's got really... It's got... Well, all, all the characters are, are, that are in it are very... They're very sounds are really stupid thing to say, but they're very human characters. They're very believable in their portrayals. Like, um, Roy, Sh- Roy Scheider's Brody... He looks like he's been a, a big city cop all these days. He looks like he's had enough. He just always looks knackered. And he, he look, he's got that look of, oh, I've come to this small town for for my family, even though I don't like being near the water. Uh, uh, Quint is, has that look of a guy who has had a hard life, who's worked a hard job all his time. Um, so basically, just that they're all relatable. Yeah, everybody, everybody's relatable. Uh, even uh, the mayor's really relatable. Like he, he's a real villain of it. Like, yeah. Never mind the shark. The mayor's a villain. I mean, like, but you can understand these motivations for yeah. why he does the stuff that he does. Like it's uh, the biggest kind of, you know, money making periods of that small kind yeah. of fishing community, so or pleasure beach community or whatever. Yeah, um, like, it would it would kill their community. Yeah, Pleasure Beach, like Blackpool. I, that's not what Amity Island is. <laughs> I mean, it is though. It's not though. It's like that, and then like if you look over to the left a bit, you see the set of the Lost Boys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> How's it going, man? Bye, Tommy, how are you? The t-shirt's that. Is that Rick Flair? Is it, is it oh, no, horsemen. Brilliant, man. Hey, so it's August the 15th of... Uh, August. That's the letter why I did that again. August the fifteenth. August the fifteenth. August twenty eighteen. The world champions of, of the world. <laughs> <laughs> this is Raptors in the Kitchen. This is your botched uh, intro. I'm Paco Rodriguez. I'm joined by Neil McCulloch, a very patient Neil McCulloch who's Hello. Uh, Hello. just sat through several technical difficulties uh, with us, so we can iron out the bugs here uh, and give you guys the <laughs> audio quality you deserve. 
Uh, and I'm also joined by Tommy Vance, the news guy. Yeah, the news guy. <laughs> news. See, listening to you try to get this audio and just this whole shit sorted when I was in the next room was really funny. Paco went, for fuck's sake, it's 2018, we've been to the moon, this shit should just work. But it's it should. fucking true, man. It totally should, though. I know, and the solution... Everything should be just plug in and play. And the, it's solu- like... the solution ended up being you had to turn it off and on again. We've got fucking calculators <laughs> that are, like, more powerful than supercomputers from the 80s. And like, oh man, yeah! Shout out to all the <laughs> teachers back in our day that says you want to have a calculator with you all the time. Yeah, man. Like they actually do look pretty stupid now, considering like everyone's got like I know, man. a supercomputer in their pocket. I know. Man. Do you remember like when you had to buy a graphics calculator for like physics or so? It was something else, man. Yeah, it really was. I bet librarians feel stupid as well, man. Like wasting all that time learning the geodetical system, and then we've got like entire libraries on a tiny screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so... So there's that. So there's that. Yeah. There is that. Hey, how's your week been, Neil? It's been all right. Uh, I've had a few days off. Uh, it was a, quite a busy weekend at work, so I was quite happy to have a couple of days off. Didn't really do very much with it. Uh, to your, uh, your workmates about the fact that they weren't off and you were? Well, no, because some of them were off and some of them weren't. Mm-hmm. They all work different days. That's uh, You've worked in... Hospitality before, you know that not everybody works the same days. That's not so. That's not even just like hospitality. 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 That's just just, you know work. (laughs) That's just jobs. That's how jobs work. Uh, So just few days relaxing, chilling out. Couple days relaxing. um, Wind boys to Meg. Other than that, didn't really do very much. Went and bought some. Shirts and some t-shirts for going to Mexico. Oh man, you went uh, to Costco as well. Oh, I went to Costco as well. We had a nice conversation was, about that. Yeah, that that was a sensory overload. Is that the first time you've been to Costco? No, I've been to Costco before, but these kind of like big kind of cash and carries are they're kind of like uh, consumer crack to me because I'm like a consumer dream. Uh, so consumer dream is not the right kind of way to say that, but I'm a a capitalist dream whereas easy, I, I, easy I, like, I like stuff mm. and, and Costco I, I like, has all the stuff I like seeing stuff that I like see like I, I tend to find Costco to be really underwhelming like I, I like a lot of the food in it uh, well it's the food stuff that we, were, we went for so. yeah. and like the alcohol deals and stuff can be alright but like everything else is like what about the hot dogs it's not yeah the hot dogs are not bad but like mm. if you're going to uh, the kind of canteen area in there you're kind of doing something wrong if you don't order the pizza because it's such a gigantic slice of pizza you yeah. get yeah uh, the hot dogs well, are alright why don't you have both yeah like, I mean they're cheap as fuck so you can totally do that yes uh, but like everything else in there like I find is like just not cheap enough to you know, yeah, like worth it. they're electronics and their kind of homeware stuff, yeah, stuff like that. But we were going specifically to get food stuffs, um, so I just enjoy seeing all the stuff that I would I would like yeah. to take home with me. Uh, there's also like always like loads of like free samples as well in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean you can get pretty well fed just walking around. Yeah, Costco. just go there for your lunch. Pretty much. Did you get a toffee cake thing? Is that what you were? What was it? We did get a toffee cake thing. Mate, it, it was like a kind of, it was like a lemon drizzle, but with toffee so instead of lemon. I, I made the drizzling motion to the to the listeners. 
I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, like you, all. You all, needed to know that. Did we talk about like uh, the uh, the fact that we've got like twelve listeners from Amsterdam last time? You, you mentioned it, yeah. Did I mention it on the show? No, or did I mentioned it before. I thought you, I know, like you know, group chat. Show, all twelve listened again last week. <laughs> so oh, we're yeah. doing something right. What up, Amsterdam? How's it going, guys? You guys have knocked Canada out of our top cities list. <laughs> oh man, is that going to be a thing now? It's like weekly we're going to rate what cities are listening to us the most. Yeah, like uh, right now it's UK, USA, and uh, Amsterdam, oh. Netherlands. Maybe we should so. go to Amsterdam and have some kind of like live a... show in a cafe. You like, we should take this people. show on the road. For yeah, four people. yeah. I'll I'll bring the laptop. You bring the microphone. Mm. No, it's it's twelve people, Tom. Twelve oh. people. We're going up in the world. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, also, I think. Oh damn it! I forgot the stat. Like in the last thirty days, we've had six hundred listens. Wow. Oh, yes, yes. Which is which is all right, considering like as we said before, like we do not advertise this at all. No. So a uh, word of mouth is like pretty much the only way it gets read around. So yeah. uh, like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> Hit the bell. Okay. Uh, what's the other one? <laughs> See folk at Costco, man. You let us in. Uh, also, Alan Kerr, uh, I sent a listener your way, verified listener your way, so uh, you're welcome. Um, though he did say he stopped listening when you said that you guys loved uh, Only God Forgives. So like, he got angry and stopped listening then. I don't like Only God Forgives. <laughs> yeah, which, no, is why, which is why Andy still listens to us, but uh, oh. now he doesn't listen to Cinematic for the People. All right, <laughs> right, yeah. You guys had a shot, hey, Alan. You oh, had a shot. Yeah. Only God forgives a shite. I, like I can remember thinking bits of it were all right. And, like, I couldn't believe that. It was all right. I remember coming it, out that. It's not that good. It. It's you liked it. I'm like you like this. This is garbage, and this is the kind of garbage that you fucking like. I didn't complain think it was, about all the time. I didn't think it was kind of great. No, like I thought it looked stylish and like wasn't utter shit. Like what was the other one that a. Uh, Wind and Reverend then? Driver. No, no. There's... Oh, sorry, Drive. Yeah, but there was something else as well, wasn't there? There's the Neon Demon. The Neon Demon. That's it. I like that. Yeah, Demon's good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, so that, that all happened. That all happened, uh, how, how was your week, Tom? What did you get up to? Um, well, veteran uh, host, uh, sorry, guest of the show, Craig Balnave, uh, was up from London, as you know, Paco, and he, he crashed at ours and we had a nice wee catch-up and we went to... Uh, we went to a pub quiz, quite a hard pub quiz, I might add. That was seriously the hardest pub quiz I've ever yeah. fucking been I, to. I was surprised we came third. I was yeah. like, we, we don't have a fucking shot. Some of the questions were unreal. Um, you you uh, like were a total condescending dick to me in the, uh, the, the, <laughs> the picture round. I didn't mean like, to be. Like, he took the sheet and like just rattled through like loads of it on his own. Well, I didn't need and to contemplate like, anything, though. I'm like, eventually, I'll do it. Look, eventually, I know uh, eventually, like, let me look at it. And when I pointed out that one of them was Steve Buscemi, he was like, oh, Paco, you're actually right. I was like, what do you mean I'm actually right? <laughs> to be fair, you, to be fair, I, did, I didn't know that was Steve Buscemi. I, I wasn't trying to be condescending. I thought you meant when I went, do you have look at it, son? Uh, but no, you know, no, it was, it was uh, like, oh, man, you're actually right. Yeah, that's that's it, yeah. Yeah, but it was the, it was the inclusion of the word actually as if like oh, that's a total to, shocker. I didn't mean to do that. I apologize. Uh, um, but yeah, like our, our mate Craig, man, like fucking props to that guy. Like a yeah, man, he, per, he personal knows, hero. I mean, he he knew some of his shit, man, big yeah. time. Yeah, he managed to get all the five communist countries. Man, there was a there was a yeah there was a there was a TV movie round man and there was like two fucking questions I couldn't get and one of them was a Batman one and it fucking irked me big time and then 
when it got revealed who it was, I was like, oh, fuck off, kind of thing. I was like, it damn was, it. Like, it was like the, the kind of question was a. You had to they, name. They gave, you, they gave you three Batman villains' names that have been in the Batman movies. And you have to say the actor that played them and the kind of a persona that they go by. Yeah, so it was like so, Oswald Cobblepot, yeah. the Penguin, Dr. Pam Lysley, uh, Poison, Poison Ivy, Ivy, and then it was Floyd... Floyd something. Floyd Luton? Layton? Yeah, some of that. Floyd uh, Layton. We who could, is not, he? And we I was could like, not get it, man. No, nah, man, I, I fucking... Why don't I know that? Do you want me to tell you, Neil? <laughs> no... We'll come back to it. We'll come back to that. Okay. Uh, I was I was convinced that Death, definitely the Batman movies. It's the not animated films. The, the the official DC films with Batman in them. But I think they were cheeky with this one. They were sneaky with it. They were sneaky with it. Oh, is it from a Nolan one then? No, 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 actually, no. He's not. Oh, is it from a? It's, it's from a movie that Batman is in. But it is not Batman's movie. So there you go. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so there you go. All right, just tell me then. I can it's Will Smith and Suicide Squad. Deadshot. Deadshot, because Batman's uh, in that. Uh, yeah. And I was like, oh, fucking very Because, I mean, that had us racking our brain for fucking ages. Because, yeah. like, at one point we were like, oh, man, who was, like, the lead singer from James in Batman Begins? Who was he again? And yeah, it's it was like, like, oh, man, well, that was Victor That was Victor Zaz, and yeah. then, like... Which, again, it was cool, because Craig did, he's like, is that a guy from James? I was like, yeah, man, yeah. It's, uh, tries to kill Joffrey. Yeah, yeah. Nice wee fact. <clears throat> he should have fucking done it. He should have done it. I remember we were at, um, when Batman, The Dark Knight uh, Rises came out, um, at the cinema we worked at, we basically watched Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises all in the one go, uh, which was exhausting. But I, I remember our friend Casper, um, when when Joffrey appeared in Batman Begins, he just looked at me and just went, "Kill him!" Because <laughs> at, at this point, he wasn't dead in Game of Thrones. So I love I how was... that actor like is never going to be known by his name. He will always just be Joffrey. I don't think he's actually. I don't think he's going to act anymore. I think he's one of those guys where he's like, "Yeah, I had my time, but I want to go like be a lawyer or something." Do you think that's because he's fucking universally hated though? Because like people have like a nah. really hard time Folk. disassociating characters from actual people. Well, could that be because he's about fifty? and he needs to do his standard grade <laughs> there's always there's that as well man yeah there is that um, but yeah so that was nice we catch up with Craig um, what did you do Paco I'm we, glad you asked see, you were up see the- now you know how it feels eh <laughs> well I was going to say what would you do bar what I just talked about because you were there as well how um, was your hill walking Paco there, there go. we go Neil thank you very much there for you caring go. you are a good friend unlike some vases. I, 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 I liked your Facebook comments and pictures. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I'm like hopefully going to be doing the West Highland Way pretty soon. Uh, so like I started kind of practicing for that, and I did a, a twelve mile hike. The, essentially, the first day uh, from Milgai to Drimmon of the West Highland Way. You mean Drymen? Drymen. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we're watching a YouTube video. He was getting so pissed off because this English guy kept saying. Uh, yeah. Was it English guy? Or it was an English guy. He kept, saying, he kept calling the place dry men. I was like, it's fucking driven. It's driven. Like, but like, he seemed to like... But he got Mulgai, no bother. He did He did see Mulgai properly, which is quite impressive because it's, felt, it's, it's spelled Mulgavi. stupidly. Um, but yeah, like I, I kind of did, did that. So now I've kind of sank about 200 quid into hiking gear and stuff as well. So I'm committed. 
Man. All that money really burned a hole in your pocket then, didn't it? Pretty much, man. <laughs> like, uh, it feels good, though, because like now when I look at my bank account, it still has a stupid amount of money in it, even after spending all that fucking rubbish. Because mm-hmm. uh, I went on like a, a spending spree on the PlayStation Store as well and like bought like six or seven different VR games and stuff as well, man. It was like, just... I went money mad. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of VR, you had your game well, as well. Mm-hmm. Why, don't, why don't you spend some of that money now that you have all this hiking gear? And go hiking something like the uh, Santiago de Compostela, the Camino. I mean, because that's a five hundred mile walk. In a, you, don't, had, you don't have to do it all. I had blisters on my feet after twelve. So, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, like I have ever since watching that movie with a Mister Sheen in it. The way, I, yeah, the way. Like I kind of have had that in the back of my mind for a while as well, but like. I've attempted the West Island way in the past and failed, and that's always been like a point of contention with me. So, I wanna I wanna rectify that first, and then like maybe do a couple other things closer to home before going to Spain, where there are wildcats and shit that can potentially maul me. Hey, if you're gonna die, you're gonna die. So, oh man, that was another interesting question in the quiz. It was something like the countries with like the highest. It was at the longest uh, living. Yeah, the range. longest uh, life expectancy. That's it, sorry, yeah. And Australia was like number three or four, and you're like, yeah. what the fuck, man? Everything there can kill you. Everything. Yeah, but they're all bred from criminals, so they have that natural <laughs> instinct <Jesus>. of survival. <laughs> uh, it's at this point I would like to remind <laughs> the listeners that the views of Neil McCulloch are not <laughs> the views of Raptors in the Kitchen. Yeah. Uh, we it's, have... a, it's at this point I would like to say that the character of Neil McCulloch does not represent the real life Neil McCulloch. <laughs> You're a character right now? Right. Dude, you've said shit like that to me in person before. Yeah, <laughs> it's all for the lols. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, they are just a colony of convicts, though. You're right. Uh, so, moving on. <laughs> Historically, I am correct. <laughs> My God, we don't have any Australian viewers. We've got friends let's, in Australia. Let's just solidify that. And Shona, yeah, but they're good people from Scotland. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Right, um, yeah. So news? Oh, we're gonna go to the news, right? Okay. Um, <coughs> I as soon as I read the sentence, I pretty much went, "Of course he is," and I'll probably watch it. Wes Anderson's next project is possibly going to be a post-World War II musical set in France. And I was like, that is very much the most Wes Anderson th- Wes Anderson-y thing that could happen right now. I thought okay. that I'd already started shooting. Um, well, what I'd read was that, I mean, he lives in France now, and it's just been reported that the project is going to be set in France. Then it was like reported it's going to be a musical... And then it was going to be a period piece, but I don't think anything has officially happened yet. There's right. been any cast or whatever, but you know, fucking Bill Murray will be in it somewhere, and oh, yeah. the usual suspects. And I'll, I'll Jason Schwartzman, yeah, Jeff Goldblum, yeah. Well, why not? Uh, I think Jeff Goldblum should be in every film. I think uh, Ray Fiennes is now a, a kind of returning. Actor. Was he in Isle of Dogs? I mean, who wasn't in Isle of Dogs? Like, Ray was... Fiennes, I'm pretty sure wasn't. Yeah. George Clooney was right. Uh, I don't know if I don't know Ed if you Norton. would count Isle of Dogs as much as his kind of usual suspects because it was voice acting. But I mean, like all the usual yeah, suspects. There was, there was a few. Yeah, Schwartzman, yeah, but... Ed Norton, yeah, Bill Murray, Goldblum, Goldblum, yeah. Mm. But yeah, 
So, so <laughs> moving on, uh, the next piece of news, I, I kind of chuckled because of all the possibilities. Uh, Michael Bay has confirmed that neither him uh, or Plat- Platinum Dunes or him are involved with the live-action Dora the Explorer film. It's been reported for at least for like 10 months that he's been linked to that film. And I'm like, damn man, that sucks. What a film that could have been. Loud cars, explosions, stuff like that, but... That would never have been that film. This is a a total non-story. Is Dora the uh, Explorer something that we actually got over here? Like I've only yeah, it's it's only Nickelodeon. It's pretty. Or was it it Disney Channel? I was a poor poor kid. I didn't ever have Nickelodeon. So, did you never have stolen cable? No, no, no. No. Who had cable? American, just uh, I don't know. Dora Explorer, some well, American story. Well, when you when you live up north in the frozen wilds, Tommy, and yeah, because you can only get satellites. Whereas in the cultured and civilized southern areas of Scotland, like known the as the Central Belt, the you get civilized? you got N, you got NTL cable. Oh, NTL man, where are you now? I remember when I started. They became Virgin Media. I started a college. One of the guys in the class, like, we were all kind of still pretty young, so I'm guessing he was, like, maybe 17 or 18. Uh, he, without any sarcasm or irony, asked me if we got radio in-shots, <laughs> which is God. only 20 miles from Glasgow, and this was in 2002. I was like, it's, it's, a shire. it's the fucking countryside. It is not the Dark Ages. Do we have <laughs> radio? Are you fucking kidding? I remember one time when I was getting driven home from work, I drove home from work, and this uh, this Dutch um, student who was over working at Skibo Castle, where I used to work, he drove us home and asked, did we have indoor toilets? <laughs> it's almost as good as a, I had like a long conversation with an American online once, like a, that we, we were stuck talking on the Star Wars forums, and like the guy was like really intelligent, we were kind of talking about like philosophy and atheism and sci-fi and stuff for ages mm-hmm. and then after about three hours he asked if I ever got the ferry to the mainland of England <laughs> I was oh just God. like what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I would lie all I heard there was Star Wars forums and then in my head I zoned out laughing <laughs> <laughs> well you, you and the other 50 listeners so, uh... like I don't, I don't know why I keep going back to the, this quiz that we were at last night. So see the folk that won, right? They were given the option to possibly win two hundred and fifty pounds, and the categories they had was movies and television, uh, Asian geography, and in space. The space. They chose Asian geography. Yeah, and it's and a shame that they got two questions out of three, right? Yeah, and like they the... fucking nearly got it. But I was like, I was like, I, think, I, I kind of <laughs> gasped, like, why would you do that? I don't know. It's like, as soon, as soon as like they said that the one of the options was space, I was like, man, they're obviously going to go for that, right? And it was like Asian geography was the third option they were given, and they picked it, and I was just like, yeah. what? It's, yeah, it was like, were, were, were they maybe twats that had a gap year in Thailand once? They did kind of look at it, to they, be honest. They, they, they had that vibe about them, uh, but they knew their shit. Um, yeah, but it was that way, like because um, the the prize if they got all three of the questions right, the prize was two hundred and fifty quid. I just ended. Uh, which I, for I a pop quiz, that's pretty yeah. fucking. But I, I chortled when they said Asian geography. That's not. A, they're not really going to pick that. And I was like, whoa, man, that's a fucking bold <laughs> move. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of them was like 
the river something, I can't remember the name of it, it's like the longest river in which Asian country? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I got one of them right, but it was a total just shot I, in the I dark. definitely think my geography is fucking woeful. <laughs> it is really bad. Oh, man. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, sorry. Um, the next bit, of, next bit of news. Um, so... Recently, we know the, the upcoming horror film The Nun, which is part part of the Conjuring verse. Um, a new six second ad for The Nun um, has been pulled from YouTube uh, following complaints that it was too scary. Uh, the preview it would start it would start just before a YouTube like as a YouTube vid was loaded up. Do you know what the scariest thing about this story is, Tommy? What that you decided it was worthy of speaking about on the podcast? Well, I just kind of want to know what you. I just kind of want to know what folk thought because um, it's just another fake controversy thing, isn't it? It's like it's, marketing companies love it; they thrive on it. Well, basically, YouTube pulled. It yeah, it's, it's completely done its job. Yeah, yeah. YouTube has said it violated its shocking content policy. Well done for being part it. of the PR machine. But I was just wondering. I I just kind of when I I've not seen it, but I just thought that was meh. You know, I just kind of like all right. I kind of want to see it now, but what are you going to do? It's uh, a false flag, Tommy. Oh, well. the, the trailer. The trailer's a crisis actor. A crisis actor. Oh yeah. <laughs> what is that? That meme that's going about now. <clears throat> what is that? It's basically whenever like something really fucking bad happens, especially in the Trump administration. Rather than acknowledging that really bad things are happening, Republicans, especially just now, so are claiming that everybody's just an actor. So like after the shootings and stuff, rather than there being like actual children. <laughs> who are grieving for their fucking dead friends, people were like, oh, they're just crisis actors, they're just actors. Oh, right, okay. I, I wondered where it came from, but there you go. Uh, Yeon Sang-ho is reportedly working on a follow-up to 2016's zombie thriller, uh, Train to Busan. Uh, I've still yet to see it. Um, very, very good. Yeah. Fortune. Yeah, I remember you said it was shit hot, so... Um, I mean, would you watch the sequel, Neil? Yeah, yeah, I'd watch the sequel to it. Cool. I think there's a, there's a prequel anime, I think, to it as well. No, that's right, right enough. Now you're speaking my language. Yeah. The, I'm sure I, I read <laughs> that as well. But yeah. Um, this week, um, the Oscars uh, added a, cat- a new category. Uh, and that is... Is it non-whites? Hold, hold on. Can, can we slightly reframe this? In that, okay, the Oscars added it, but it was after <clears throat> NBC... Who is also owned by Disney bullied them into doing it. Okay, well, there you go. Um, they have added a category most popular film. Okay. Yeah. And is that this most is... popular film chosen by a crotchety bunch of old white men? I, or... I think it's I... the most popular film, <clears throat> I'd imagine, box office. Yeah. This, this is essentially so that like your superhero films get recognition. Mm. Right. Um, but the. So... <laughs> It's also supposed to try and uh, like the Oscars this year had its lowest ratings mm-hmm. in history, so they I think they they think having a populist category in it will bring in your casual right. viewers again. Do you know what's even more depressing, Neil, is that they're probably right. Yeah, oh, mm-hmm. totally. I, I mean, I'll be over in this corner still continuing to not give a fuck about the Oscars in yeah. any capacity. Mm-hmm. So all, all, award cer- all award ceremonies are meaningless. Yeah. yeah. But, well, the the Razzies responded to this saying, look, um, the Oscars lowering themselves to honour popular uh, films is not con- condu- conductive to their brand. 
So there you go. That's the Razzies responded because they're like, listen, man, nobody takes us seriously. And the fact that you are doing this is bit pretty much bullshit. Uh, there was one award ceremony that was actually obviously 100% legit, and that was the Raptors in the Kitchen movie awards, end of year movie awards. Man, I remember done that in, I think, like four years. Yeah. Because you just came to realise all awards are completely subjective and therefore meaningless. I mean... Um, like, I think it's because we never really had a proper voting policy on it. I think we kind of left up to Alan and Alan just kind of did it. I think it's because Alan was really the person who put the effort in to yeah. organise stuff. Yeah. And now that he's ran away, like, <laughs> yeah, we're left with, like, you know, this sellotape together shambles of a show. Mm-hmm. Hi, guys. <laughs> and that's all I, I like to think that we have enough charisma amongst the three of us to carry it through. We're a, we're a, I don't know. Let's just go for it. Um, do you have any news, Neil? Uh, I do have news, but as I told Paco earlier, it's just scribbled down like three words linking each of them. So I'm going to try and fire through them. Just don't ask me for any details. Right. Oh man, that's uh, the best kind of news. <laughs> yeah. Okay, number one. Idris Elba might be playing James Bond, might he not be playing James Bond mm. on Twitter, he's noising people up trying to suggest that he might be. Yeah, my name is uh, uh, is this, uh, is this... Name is Elba, Idris Elba, he tweeted that and folk went... Is this uh, him like trying to just get his name back out of the mix because Cavill was like touting his no, name earlier? I think Elba's been kind of linked to it a couple of times now, Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think this is him just having, kind of winding folk up. Right, yeah. here's my uh, idea, right? Everybody who wants to be Bond gets just shoved on an island and uh, the last one to make it out alive gets the part. Okay. Okay, yeah. yeah. Fine with me. Uh, somebody, somebody on Twitter asked Neil Blomkamp who wants to play Robocop. Yep. Blomkamp said Peter Weller. I was about to say Paul Weller there. That would be a completely yeah, different, different one. Yeah, different one, yeah. Uh, what do you think, Tommy? I think Weller's too old. Um. Yeah, he is too old. Um. I mean, he could be the voice of Robocop as long as he's not like Christopher Lee levels are old, where he can barely move and they have to edit around him. Oh, he's in a film. Jesus! No, okay. but he's he's a he's a cyborg. Cyborgs' faces don't grow old. But I mean, they also don't look a hundred percent natural anyway. And Peter Weller never really looked human to begin with, so like <laughs> it wouldn't really be that much of. You know, a, a difficult even when he's Alex to... Murphy, he didn't look human. Yeah, like he, he looks like a really bad. <laughs> he's got a, wax he's got a weird angular face. Yeah, I, I, I he's got that metallic voice. He looks like somebody tried to draw Alan Dale but kind of failed. <laughs> what? That is utter shite. <laughs> he looks like a fake drawing of Alan Dale. Not everything is about Jim Robinson, but it should be. It should be. Yeah. I'm fairly right, sure okay. was... the rocks. The rocks new movie from the coming from Disney Jungle Cruise has had a bit of backlash because famous English idiot Jack Whitehall has been cast as. Try to remember who plays the lead female in that. Can you remember Tommy? No, he's been cast as the lead female. No, no, he's <laughs> been cast as the lead female's brother, but it's a gay character, and it's quite a ste- supposedly quite a stereotypical gay character. So the backlash is, why is a gay man not playing this? Right. Next, you have Antoine Fuqua, director of the upcoming Equalizer Two, mm-hmm. has been supposedly in talks of Marvel about doing a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. 
speaking of Marvel movies, uh, Dark Phoenix has been sent for reshoots because apparently it's crap. Uh, did we not was... mention it last week? Was that not? No. Did we bring that up? No, but the, that did get not <clears throat> the reshoots thing. But I'm pretty sure that film got brought up. But right. That, yeah. Well, there's conflicting reports of how long these reshoots are going to be. Some some news sites were saying three months, which if that's the case, that's almost as long as original principal photography. Mm. Uh, some news sites are saying two and a half weeks. So we'll see how that pans out. Apparently, the whole third act of it is garbage. And who's, didn't test well. Who's the director of that again, Neil? Uh, Kinberg. Oh, oh. You know, the guy who's produced them all. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming that's because Brian Singer touches Wayne's, allegedly. Uh, Venom, Sony's well, Sony Spider-Verse, of which it's not actually getting called the Spider-Verse these days, which everyone thought was going to get an R rating, is actually going to be PG-13. So oh, that'll garbage. be good. There is no it's reason yep. to watch that movie. Garbage. So, uh, I did notice today that uh, that Spider-Man uh, Into the Spider-Verse animated movie uh, is getting a cinema release in December. I thought that would yeah, just have been yeah, straight no, to that's, like, kind of streaming services. Yeah. No, that, that's been touted as getting a cinema release since day one. And to be honest, I'm really looking forward to yeah. that. So, I'm yeah, looking then, forward to that more than I'm looking forward to the next actual Spider-Man movie, like the next Tom Holland one. Like that Spider Verse one interests me more. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, so the tiers of fanboys are clearly funding Sony at the moment. Uh, staying with the Spider Verse, uh, the Silver Sable Black Cat team up movie has been dropped because, for some obscure reason, Sony think they, they can get uh, solo movies out of both of them and solo movies out of Silk, Jackpot. And Nightwatch. Folk. Nobody knows. Folk. Nobody knows. Folk who weren't relevant. Well, apart from maybe Silk. Hmm. Folk who weren't relevant since about 1992. Are they Spider-Man characters? Exactly. Exactly. I'm into Spider-Man and I don't recognise those names. Yeah. No one gives a fuck about these characters. Hmm. Um, Apparently Marvel are trying to get Disney to rehire James Gunn. Yeah. Yeah, that's, um, again, that's the ongoing saga, isn't it? Yeah, that is the ongoing saga of that one. There's nothing more to say about that. I reckon that'll uh, actually happen, by the way. Like, there's enough. Like, all, I mean, the only I, reason I they got sacked happen. in the first place is because, like, Disney were trying to save face, and the public, the public opinion seems to be everybody wants James Gunn on it. So surely, surely that sets precedent, though. It does. It sets a precedent for like greedy companies who are out for money only doing stuff because they don't want backlash and the backlash in this case is people don't think uh, James Gunn should have been fired but that's that's it isn't it or like not enough people think that he should have been I, I, I was thinking more of the kind of political aspect of it but yeah capitalism it's, will yeah, over it's 2018 that. man like, yeah. uh, at this point companies aren't even really fucking trying to hide just how greedy they are yeah um, with the Disney Disney and Fox merger has kind of popped up again, uh, where they have said that they are not going to they're not going to put into into production any of the R rated stuff yeah. that they'd been planning to do. However, anything that is currently in production or finished production waiting release will still get released. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on top of that, 
apparently they are uh, going to do a Simpsons 2, a Family yeah. Guy, yeah. and Bob's Burgers movie. Yeah, I've seen that. Okay. <clears throat> I, I think I'm pretty sure it was on the Giant Beast cast last week who had mentioned that like, after this Fox and Disney merger, like Disney will actually have like a 60% like kind of share of all the fucking box office, all the major cinema box office. Yeah, I remember that's hearing something crazy, like that. man. Yeah, that's mental. Uh, Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth have both said they are no longer doing Star Trek Four mm-hmm. because they want mm-hmm. more monies. Mm-hmm. Whether they will eventually get more monies remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. And my last news story. Uh, which pleases me oh so much is that the Meg in its opening weekend has made more money than Ready Player One. Get it right up, you Spielberg really? and Warner Brothers. Fuck Red- you. I thought Ready Player One was actually properly successful. I think it was opening day. It, it made and, and, it, and, it's, and it's opening. It's opening so day. Off the think, time. Uh, the opening day of the Meg was like 44 million or something. Yeah, the Meg apparently has made double what they projected it was going to make. Yeah. Who who was the like I forgot the guy's name. It was like is it is it Peter Donnelly, the guy on the Facebook page? Paddy Donnelly. Paddy Donnelly, like a yeah. Like, am I right in saying that like he was going to buy Ready Player One, but no, he bought Crisps instead? I, I I think he was just Trolling trying us. to wind us up. <laughs> um, I forgot as well. The last bit of news was. Um, <laughs> Uh, Ruby Rose has been cast as Batgirl. But right, she, all right, okay. Yeah, what's uh, that story? And she's quit Twitter because yeah. of the backlash. Yeah, uh, this this all confused me though because like she, a she describes herself as like gender fluid. Well, the, the interview I read with her she said she's been out of the right. Closet since well, okay, week. the whole yeah, the whole thing was that. She was getting backlash because a lot, a lot of people were saying she wasn't gay enough, gay to, enough. Play, yeah. to play her. However, the interview that I read was that she's been out as a lesbian since she was thirteen years old. Yeah, How crazy is that? How crazy is twenty eighteen? This, this is twenty eighteen. This is this is why nobody gets anything <clears> done <throat> because everybody's too busy fighting with each, themselves <clears throat> to actually fight. The like real I, bad things. I never thought at any point in my life I would hear a comment about somebody not being gay enough to do a, a role. Yeah. Like, I mean, that to me is just. I don't think she's good enough. But yeah. See, that, that's my problem. I think she's a rotten actress. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many times but, I was watching the Meg and I'm like, just hear. Yeah. I, I actually fun. don't mind her that much. Like, uh, but I will say that that year where she was in, like, the Triple X movie, the Resident Evil movie, uh, what else was there? There was like she was in oh, like four, one of the John Wicks. She was in like John yeah, Wick she was two. in John Wick two, mm-hmm. but like that was like that was later on in this. Like she was in like four movies in the one year, and she was essentially the same character in all of them, and she was just that, so completely can only play that devoid character. of charisma. Like Bland. yeah, she's she's the, she's the same in like Orange Is the New Black for the one season that I watched that she was in it. Uh, where she just plays that same character. It's like it, Hollywood seems to want her to be a badass, and like she's just really not convincing at it. Yeah. Uh, again, like I, I thought, again in the Meg, 
she's just any time it's like you know she talks I just think it's like she's just very wooden she's just bland and I'm just like man whatever yeah I mean like a role in John Wick 2 was essentially guys what's up sorry can I pause for a minute my quality's totally taking a nosedive okay Uh, the audio still sounds fine if that's any consolation yeah alright is it still okay on your end yeah Yeah. right okay keep going then Um, um, but yeah, like the, her role in John Wick Two was essentially just they watched the raid two and they wanted her to be Hammer Girl, pretty much, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I didn't mind it that much. As I said, like oh, I like John like, Wick Two. Pe- I'm just people have got like a lot of kind of problems with like people like uh, Rihanna. I didn't even think Rihanna was bad in Battleship. So I I wasn't looking forward <coughs> to her in Ocean's Eight. And I was pleasantly surprised at how much I thought she was actually really good in it. Tell you what, as well, man. Like I don't know, if we spoke about this in the show before. Like a uh, kind of jumping ahead to trailers, but like uh, that, uh, a Star Is Born movie with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper actually mm-hmm. looks really good. Like the the new trailer uh, for it. I don't know about really good. I, I, like I think I it think looks, looks genuinely right. interesting. Like, but that's nothing to do. I, I think Lady Gaga is a good actress. I thought she was good in Hotel, uh, American Horror Story. Yeah, I've, she gets a lot better as that season goes on. Yeah, I've never seen her act before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I genuinely like. I like a couple of her songs and stuff. But like, all the the kind of the media stuff around her, like I've got no time for. Like her showing up at award ceremonies and a dress made out of bacon. I, it's I don't fucking care. That's just manky. Can you imagine how horrible that would be? Like being in a fucking awards place with fucking raw meat strapped to you, like oh, just that's just Lady Gaga, you know, doing what Lady Gaga does. Yeah, uh, yeah but, she's but it... she's just like every other artist before her. She's the same as Madonna. your Bowies and your Madonnas and your Marilyn Mansons. Mm-hmm. It's the persona. Yeah, yeah, but like she looks good in this movie, and a uh, that uh, that film in general kind of just looks like a kind of good feel good movie kind of thing. Like uh, I'm hoping that's what it turns out to be. Again, I thought it just looked quite, <clears throat> by the numbers, kind of bland um, effort. I was like, yeah, the story beat is what it is. It's Bradley Cooper's directorial debut. Lady Gaga's in it. He's in it. You know, I'm like, yeah. All right. I'm also kind of digging the Christopher Robin movie. Like, uh, it looks like the right blend of whimsy and nightmare fuel. <laughs> well, uh, that is the, that's the that's the the film of the week uh, this week. That's the one we're all going to have to. Well, not all going to have to watch. But like, is it uh, as not on this Friday, show? On, yeah, on next Friday week, next week. Yeah. yeah. No, this show we've got the blockbuster of the season. <coughs> as in, and you went and seen it, Paco? No, I'm joking. The duck is me. So I, I, I'm so glad that you went to see that, so I didn't have to. Yeah, uh, we'll get into that later on, man. Uh, in like, terms how, of like, I mean, how do you know what I thought about it, Neil? <laughs> Maybe it's the best movie of all time because Balls. it totally isn't. <laughs> no way that I is. Know you well enough to know that shit. Um, <laughs> I mean, I like the Hunger Games and stuff like that. All right, well, no, I like the Hunger Games movies. Right. I mean, this—that's what this is. Like, it wants to be the Hunger Games. It well, fails via, via X Men. Kinda. Okay, we'll get into that later though, but yeah, it's uh, the X Men. <laughs> <laughs> the X Games. There you go. Um what did you happen to see any new trailers? So you went and seen that today. Did you see any new trailers before that? that well that, the, there was a new trailer for Star Is Born, there was a new trailer for Christopher Robin. Yeah. Uh, 
I'm sure there were others, but I don't remember them. I actually think they should put... Did you get the trailer for Christopher Robin, which is introduced by Ewan McGregor? Yeah. yeah. And then you get the weird bit of poo at the end talking to you from a seat. He's so odd. Kind of weirdly. Like, yeah. Everything about him, like, he, he looks like something straight out of a fucking nightmare. I love it. No, man, like, see, like, I think they should put that on the poster. It looks like it's got the right enough amount of whimsy and nightmare fuel. See, the first time I saw that trailer, I saw, saw it with the sound off. And Jesus. if you watch the, the very first trailer released for that, it looks more like something like Pan's Labyrinth, yeah, but it's yes. a film about him having a complete nervous breakdown. Which yeah. to a certain degree it is. Um, but it looks like it's some kind of really dark psychological horror, yeah. which I would lie, that's the film I wanted it, I want it to be. But... Watch it without the audio on then, dude. <laughs> there was, do you know what? There was one other trailer, but like I've almost forgotten everything about it other than what the text looked like when it appeared on the screen. So that one must have left a lasting impression. Well, the text did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, the only trailer i seen was uh, Fantastic Beast 2, The Crimes of Grindelwald. I haven't seen the first one. It oh, looks like a Harry Potter film, I, which is, I guess, what they're going for. It looks all right. I saw the trailer for A House with a Clock in the Wall. Yeah, I saw the trailer for that I, last week. And continue to just dislike Jack Black. Oh man, I I like Tenacious D, and like I've got like some time for him, but like the more things he does is just himself. Oh mate, the less. What about the never ending? I, I actually thought that looked quite good. I'm the same, Neil. He looks like the worst thing in it though. But the problem is, Neil, it's an Eli. Well, Roth. Yeah, it's but... an Eli Roth film. Well, see, that's what confuses me. Is Eli <laughs> Roth doing a kids film? Yeah. And what is it? DreamWorks. Something like that. I... It's like DreamWorks are rambling or something like that. Yeah. So he's going to have kind of a steady hand, surely, kind of guiding it. Yeah, he'll be like, oh, well, if that kid's face fell off, and the guy's like, just get, just like, no, we're not doing that. Uh, I, <clears throat> I think it could be competent. It did. I think it could be all right. It did. I, I would be a lot more like on board with it if they had cast pretty much anybody except Jack Black because I, like there's just something about harsh, the way he acts and moves that really grates on me these days like well, if you see I, I used to feel that like see around kind of School of Rock kind of time I went completely off Jack Black oh you mean and it was, you mean Jack Black it, when he does yeah, that Jack Black yeah when he's prime Jack Black yeah I really went off him, but what was it? I watched. I watched um, the Polka King, the Polka King, mm. which is a Netflix film, and he was actually really, he was really, really good in it, and he played his role really well. Uh, and I'm kind of back on board. I yeah, mean, like I, I liked him in the <laughs> really good Banji. I, I, I thought he was good in Kong Skull Island or whatever the fuck it was called. No, it was King called Kong. King Kong, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like a, I thought he was fine. I, I, liked, I really he, liked him in he a, wasn't just a fucking total jackass. He was like a dick. A film director. He, he managed he was, to play yeah. like a really believable dickhead. I liked when, him when, he's playing, when he's playing a role and not actually just being the Jack Black character, yeah. Yeah. he's actually good enough. Yeah, it's like when you see it, it's like, oh, Jack Black is Gulliver's Travels. You're like, nope. And then oh, Jack Black in the latest Richard Linklater film, you're like, oh. He's is that a thing? Yeah, he's in Bernie. Is that Bernie? Yeah. yeah, and he's good in it. Oh, in a Bernie's that is that the yeah 
It's the one where like, he befriends an older woman. That's not the latest one, though. Is it? No, no, but that's old? no, no. I mean, like in context of like, oh, he's in this dumb, goofy film, and then it's like, oh, he's actually in a film made by this auteur, and you're like, oh man, maybe he's gonna. What I'm saying is, he's got the ability to actually give a good performance when he's not being all you know shinning in and then. Has Richard Linklater made a bad movie? I haven't seen it. I mean, you. Were, sh- oh you, yes, yes, you were yes, a huge yes. fan of Waking Life. Yeah, I, if I wanted to. Well, Tommy's just incorrect. I think I have liked every single one of his what films. Do you mean it's incorrect. It's, I didn't like it. I didn't. It's that doesn't mean it's bad. I know folk like it. I mean, but incorrect. It's just, it's just a fucking three-hour, four-day lecture. Of fucking hours. Feels, like feels like it. Tommy doesn't like it when people are smart near him. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just had no opinion about it. I had no interest in it. And that was the end. I've not seen Slacker. Did he do Slacker? He did do Slacker. That's also a really good movie. That was his first movie. I have not seen that. Um, There's a couple of... I'm currently going... Actually, he uh, He made School of Rock. Yeah. Yeah, School of Rock's rubbish. (sighs) I think... I'm currently currently looking at his uh, filmography on IMDb. Mm -hmm. And... I'm going to guess that The Bad News Bears is not a good film. And I'm also going to guess that Me and Orson Welles isn't that good. Um, I, that's the one that had um, Zac Efron, I think, in it. And it's about yeah. like, the production of one of Orson Welles' efforts. I actually thought it looked all right. I just hadn't seen it. Tape's good. He also has a film called Everybody Wants Some, oh, that was which good. I have never seen. That's the... Spiritual sequel to Dazed and Confused. Uh, I actually, oh, okay. I thought it's it's set it's a was it teenagers in the seventies? I think it is eighties. Eighties. And uh, honestly, man, I I I felt really bad because I, there was like three people in the whole screen watching it. I was like, man, this is one of the best films of the year, and nobody's watching it. Yeah. Much like I didn't even know it existed. It just it came and went. I mean, it's the same as he, he did a film that went. It was only on the GFT recently, uh, like a couple of months ago. It's got Steve Carell in it. I can't even remember. Called Last Flag Flying. Last Flag yeah. Flying, which um, yeah. again was is a spiritual sequel to a Hal Ashby movie with Jack Nicholson in the seventies, and that was really good. But again, nobody was watching it. So anyway, anyway, so anyway, yeah, anyway, so like we've we've glossed over the trailers. Um, so let's get to the films, right? You went and watched the X-Men Hunger Games Shite Fest. What was it? Shite uh, Fest? Was it, shite? it was called The Darkest Minds. Was it shite? I, like, well, just give us time. Say it, was shite. I, it was not <laughs> shite. It looked shite. It was it looked cheap. like the fucking definition of mediocre. Right. It was the fucking plain so, race at a restaurant. It was the boy. Like, it was, it was the so, boy so like... So, like most adaptations of young adult fiction, then. See, that's the thing. I had never heard of this ever before, like what, like last week or whatever, when I saw the trailer. I, but like, it is painfully evident that this is taken from a series of books aimed at young adults. I, it is like I, I wrote on Letterbox after I watched it. That it's like the most derivative movie I've ever seen. Where like it, it just hits all the fucking. This is written for young idiot youths. Like, hey, you know, like, <laughs> I, I was, I point. was, I was being kind, but you just went straight for the jugular it's, idiot, idiot youths. Yeah, it's it's like, but like, see where things like, I mean, as much as I personally don't have like a lot of interest in Harry Potter, I can 
recognise that there's quite a lot of worth there and people get enjoyment out of them. Mm. And like I really enjoy the Hunger Games. Like I think that is a genuinely good series of movies. I've never read the books. But like they, they manage to tell quite grown up themes in like a, a way that's like acceptable for teenagers. Uh, and like Jennifer Lawrence does a really good job as a Katniss and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Like this one, like the only like thing that's like above average in this movie is the the lead actress who I've no idea who she is. I'm guessing this is her first movie. Uh, I should probably have looked that up before we started recording. Um, but like if this gets her other roles in more competent, enjoyable movies, then this film isn't a complete write off. And like even that said, like I didn't dislike this movie. I just had no thoughts on it. Like a, you know, like one way or the other. It just it, it just didn't move the needle. So would you say that if uh, this does nothing for a young actress's career, it's a total write off? It's just I mean, pointless. The, I mean, it's just really pointless. It's like in a world where there are so many alternative kind of similar things for young adults, this has nothing new to say whatsoever. Can- can I just take us a step back and ask, so what is this film about, Paco? Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, again, this is like another thing about it. Like, it has some of the worst world building or universe building I've ever seen in a film. So, like, essentially, the film starts off and there is some kind of mystery disease outbreak, uh, which the synopsis on, like, Letterbox seems to think that it's contained to just America, uh, where... of the kids in America die and the 2% that don't die start exhibiting like X-Men like powers but but where X-Men is like it thrives in the whole notion of they're all so different from each other this one is like conveniently tiered in like some shitty coloured triangle graph thing that they show you at the start where like Green people who have got the green mutation are like amazingly intelligent and can understand maths and philosophy really well. <laughs> people who have the blue mutation uh, are telekinetic. Uh, people who have the yellow one can manipulate electricity, and people who have the orange one, it doesn't really tell you what they are. Uh, and the red one, it doesn't tell you what they are. But the military have been told to kill those mutants on site because they're too dangerous. Do you know what's going through my head right now? That sketch in Family Guy where Adam West decides to, to roll about in nuclear waste yeah. so he can get some yeah. special powers and then the doctor's <laughs> like, you have lymphoma. Yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, they, they never explain like the outbreak or whatever. They just like total gloss over it and move on like as if it wasn't meant to be important. But like, not given any explanation of it at all and then just kind of skipping forward six years and like the world is just evolved in completely unnatural ways and uh, people are just so willing to abandon their children like who have done nothing wrong uh, like all the kids end up like in, a, in internment camps which I guess is kind of what's happening in America now without superpowers <laughs> uh, but it's just even things like whenever they use their abilities or whenever their abilities happen their eyes flash and the eyes have flash in the colour of their mutant trait that the government just seemed to arbitrarily, arbitrarily give them. It's just, it's so weird. It's just odd. So why is it called The Darkest Minds? I've no idea. After watching this film, I still have absolutely no fucking <laughs> idea why it's called that. Uh, because, like, it's not even a particularly dark movie. Mm. Uh, it and is, you misspelled daftest. It, it, it is essentially, like, a... 
I mean, like, do you guys? How how I deep do we go? Just, just tell me because I'm never ever going to watch go it. For uh, it. So it turns out that like, orange mutants have the ability to like a command other people, like they can manipulate thoughts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And a more specifically, like the main character in this one has the ability to erase herself from other people's memories. What? Uh, that ends up being like the thing that sets her apart from other people. But like, it's really odd though, because like they kind of go like you know all these kids, like most kids are. Uh, the green class, which makes them all geniuses, like by definition, like they are all just so super intelligent compared to normal people. But no one does anything intelligent. Like for being intelligent people, they're all just normal people. Yeah. Uh, do they all make really bad decisions as well? They don't make any decisions, Neil. Like none of them do anything at all. Like they all stay in the fucking prison camps for six years without even the fucking thought of rebellion. <laughs> And then, like, when our character escapes, because, like, the, like she she is the only orange person, the only orange mutant to survive, because the government had been told to kill all the orange and red ones on site. But, like, when the doctor was going to kill her when he found out she was an orange mutant, she manipulated his mind to tell him that she was a green mutant. So she managed to pass for six years as a genius, even though she's not intelligent. And the first character you see after the six-year gap says, you're too dumb to be a green and we're going to find out what you are. And then it's like, after that, like they've got like this kind of sonic weapon that like kind of somehow again outs her as being like an orange mutant. And it's like, why did they not use this in the whole six years that she's been here? Like, they don't introduce it as new technology. It's just there. It's not like they say it was the first time it was ever in use. So yeah, the, the world building is just really garbage. crap. It's just really garbage. But like a... Yeah, just the, the whole thing ends up with the, the kind of... A, the the kind of youth the, the kind of surviving youth have to band together and rebel against the government uh, so it's like it's very much the Hunger Games thing where she then becomes the forefront of the fight because she has like a power she is the only surviving orange one because apparently no other orange mutant who all have mind control capabilities use their capabilities to save themselves even though she did it instinctively uh, but like even then like all the green ones as I said like she meets when she escapes the compound she meets a green one outside and uh, he's intelligent he's super intelligent but no one else was and she meets like a blue guy at the same time and the, he can use his telekinetic powers so like he's like throwing trees around and all the rest of it but there was like, loads of these telekinetic mutants back in the camp and they all did nothing and again like there's like a little Asian girl who can manipulate electricity but there was like hundreds of them as well and all of them except her did nothing and like she is like shown to be amazingly powerful throughout the course of the film and and they don't show anything to say that like the government has somehow dampened these powers no, or no not at all not no just like all the kids just went along with it they just didn't uh, try and escape they didn't use their powers and stuff it's just it doesn't give any explanation as to why the kind of main cast of four characters when they get on the kind of road on the run like why they use their powers and no one else does I uh, it's just yeah it's, it's just really ill-conceived from start, but not terrible it's not like you watch it and go for fuck's sake this is complete garbage it's just like this was written by someone with no talent they should have just like so the, the darkest minds man they should have just caught, from what you've told me there the title should be stuff happens but yeah, like, so it, it even... see, see over the course of the film though does the orange mutant fall in love with the green mutant that no. she meets on the outside uh, so no she falls in love with the blue mutant be- 
because uh, he's like the one that kind of shows her kindness and stuff and is just the safe bet. Uh, the, the green one that's super intelligent is essentially Moss from the IT crowd and right. is therefore unlovable. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the, the kind of blue mutant, the white guy mutant is like just like fucking character creator customization number one. Do you know what I mean? He is the default character in an RPG. A white dude, brown hair, um, lean physique. He's that guy. Uh, and then the movie kind of follows the usual thing with that, where like they're falling for each other, it's young love, and you're supposed to care about that. Um, Is this the Twilight version of X-Men? Yes. Very much so. Okay. Um, but like again, says everything I need it, to know. It also wants to be Hunger Games because like it literally ends with a horse smearing orange paint in her forehead and then putting her hand up in the air. A like you know they saw that Katniss did that whole two finger thing and that was important and that's now going to be like the sign of the rebellion or whatever. Um, as I said, it's not a terrible movie. Like I wasn't bored or angry at any point. I was just also not entertained or in awe. This okay. movie is a 5 out of 10. It is the middle of the fucking road. It is talentless, but not horrible. Okay. Um, well, me and Neil seen a, a film based on a book. <laughs> is it based I, on I've a book? Wa- I've watched some other stuff, Tommy. Alright, what, what other stuff did you watch, Neil? What other stuff did you watch, Tommy? I watched uh, Popstar Never Stop, Never Stopping. Is that any good? Yes, it is. It is very hilarious. Uh, I, I laughed like fuck. That was the second time I watched it. Uh, All right, yeah, I've never seen it. It's, yeah, it's it's really good. It's like, like there's a cameo from pretty much like everyone in the music business in it, and it's it's done kind of mocky. It's a mockumentary um, about mm-hmm. um, it's the team, the Lonely Island guys. Andy Samberg plays a pop star who's pretty much Justin Bieber. Um, first, he was in a he was in a band called the Style Boys, um, and now he's doing his solo stuff. His first solo record was amazing. This is on the eve of the second album, um, and then stuff starts to kind of go wrong, and it kind of goes through the motions of how you'd expect it with some very funny comedy songs and. Uh, some good performances as well. Yeah, so, yeah. So like, I've, I've heard the soundtrack album. Soundtrack album's really good. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, back home, uh, listen to um, that song "Equal Rights," which he then said <laughs> it feels like a parody of that Macklemore song. And I was the like, Macklemore song "Same Love." Yeah, um, yeah, but uh, it was good, man. I, I, it was. So like the the main kind of. Like uh, draw the film, like the thing you seem to love about it the most though is just how fucking clueless they are. Like they, mm. they are so stupid to the point of absurdity. Like that seems to be the yeah. It's, again, it's very much yeah. It's a mockumentary about like the music business in general, um, and like how fickle like fans can be, and one thing can you know one thing can, you can be at the top and then you can go rock bottom and you go through the motions of trying to get back and again it was it's exactly what i thought it would be it was it was in like i think it was in silverburn and again nobody was watching it and i watched it and thought it was hilarious but it did nothing when it came out that's why like i don't a lot of folks like what yeah and never even got uh, to the renfrew uh, renfrew street no. Nah. Nah. Which is why I never saw it. Because yeah. I'm not going to hate the Silverburn. Mm. It's rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> I quite like Silverburn. 
Silverburn. Do you know, I've heard Silverburn is a better cinema, but... It's just too far out of your way? It's, like, it's either five minutes in a bus into town, or it's 25 minutes in two buses. Yeah, that makes... I like it. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and I watched this as... We watched This is the End, which was still very This funny. is the End is really good. Yeah, it's really, really funny. funny. Uh, the one with, like, Jonah Hill, Seth Rogen, it's the Apocalypse. Oh, right, yeah. They all play themselves. They all play themselves, yeah. Or exaggerate... Well, Jonah Hill plays... He's the only one that doesn't really play himself. He's a very kind of camp version of himself. Mm. Uh, and Michael Cena doesn't really play himself. Because like, no, he plays like a total dude. He's a brilliant man for like the eight minutes he's in it. He's fucking hilarious. Um, Is he the first one to die? Yeah. Yeah. A, a sinkhole... Well, he's not... Yeah, a sinkhole... Is he not getting peeled by a, a, a lamppost. street lamp? Yeah, because yeah. he was looking for his phone. <laughs> That's right, huh? Yeah, but uh, that was very good. But what did you watch, Dio? What else did you watch? Uh, you might remember a, about a month or so ago, I watched uh, Django prepare a coffin. Uh-huh. Well, I took the notion to watch the original Django again, mm. uh, which I hadn't seen since about... And I actually looked this up because I'd watched it when it was on BBC Two for the movie drone series oh, yeah, yeah. they used to do. So this is a film I have not seen since 1988. When I was eight years old, wow. uh, so I had very little recollection of it. Mm. So Django is Frank is Franco Nero as a titular character. Uh, it's uh, a Sergio Carbucci spaghetti western. Mm. Uh, it's kind of come out roughly around the same time as uh, Fistful of Dollars. Um, El Topo. No, El Topo is later. That's a that's right. a lot later on, uh, and I can't really call El Topo a spaghetti western. That's a a mind fuck of a movie. Um, so Django is, um, it's compared compared to the likes of a, for a fistful of dollars, a few dollars more, that kind of stuff. Django is a lot more kind of nihilistic. It's a lot more brutal. Uh, because it's because it has no American influence other than the fact that it's a western. It's a very European movie. Uh, it's got it's brutal. Uh, some really excessive what for the time. Given that this film is from, I'm gonna say, I can't remember. It's not written on a thing. It's 1966. Like, I was going to say, it will be written there. It's just in the fucking smallest writing yeah. in existence. It's from 1966, so for its time, the violence in it is actually pretty brutal and there's some quite gory stuff. Uh, Django's kind of gimmick as he carries He's always dragging this coffin behind him. Nobody knows what's in it until you get to the big scene where... He, mur- he just totally mercs like 40 guys because he's got a Gatlin gun in it. Mm. Uh, and this is um, because it's the Old West, it's set just after the Civil War. Uh, he's an old, he's a former soldier from the North. He rolls into this town. Uh, the town's been plagued by a war between Mexicans and a former uh, Confederate army major and his gang who are all racists the whole reason that they're they're at war with the mexicans is basically it's a race war he doesn't want they actually say the reason he's at war with them he doesn't like the color of their skin Uh, and there's a a scene where 
you've got this major and his gang and they've rounded up some Mexicans and they make them run. It's kind of like the bit in Rambo 4 with the minefield yeah. where oh, he makes yeah. them run but then he shoots them from a distance. Mm. Um, and it's weird because I felt this is very similar to... This is a very pertinent movie for kind of the modern kind of world in terms of the kind of attitudes that it's kind of talking about. Uh, and it's it's really it was really really good um it's well worth what i felt it's well worth watching um if you enjoy if you enjoy spaghetti westerns um i found i started watching the dubbed version mm-hmm. just because that's the default but then i changed to the italian with the english subtitles and that was actually a lot better you get more of um the performance out of nero which is really good because um Django is quite a cold character. He's, he's quite man with no name esque, mm. but it's get he's a bit more of a kind of blank slate. Uh, all, a lot of his a lot of his acting's done through his eyes. He's got these cold, piercing blue eyes. Mm. Um, yeah, it's I worth mean, a crack. If Darkest Mind taught me anything, that means he's telekinetic, mate. Well, uh, maybe, maybe so. Didn't stop him get his hands all busted up by a guy with a shotgun. And that was El Topo. No, that was Django. Django. Uh, and the other thing that I watched uh, was uh, King Hu's, and that's King H U, who is a Taiwanese director, uh, is Taiwanese classic Legend of the Mountain. Uh, People who went to the Glasgow Film Festival this year might have saw this because it was it was played there. I'd wanted to go and see it, um, but never got the chance because of work. Uh, Legends of the Mountain again is from nineteen is from nineteen seventy nine. It was Taiwanese made. Uh, it kind of falls under the it's Wai Shu. I think W A I X U, I believe, is the kind of genre. So, which is a Chinese genre, or which kind of encompasses your kind of films like Crouching Tiger, House of Flying Daggers, those style of films, the kind of epic, kind of hero-driven kind of films. Although this isn't actually a martial arts movie, this is a it's a kind of epic fantasy kind of Chinese fancy based on Chinese folklore about a guy who is a scribe uh, who is also like an atheist, doesn't believe in the gods, that kind of stuff. Uh, spirits, the demons, that kind of thing. But is given the job of uh, translating a Buddhist sutra by from Buddhist monks um, which will allow a, Jain, a, a Chinese general to release the spirits of his dead soldiers. So this is, this film follows his journey to where he's going to do the scribing, uh, do the copying, uh, and on the way, kind of weird things happen, like kind of supernatural-esque things, like visions and of kind of ghostly figures, that kind of stuff. Is it quite, it, is it quite kind of stylistic, or is it... It's stylistic in the sense that the some like the the photography 
is beautiful. It's stun it looks stunning in a lot of places. There's really good uses of color, um, kind of filtered lenses, uh, a lot of quite esoteric imagery used to convey uh, meaning to scenes without actually showing the actual event. Uh, it's it's a weird movie in that well it's weird weird's probably not the right way to describe it it's watching it through western eyes not knowing and not having that basis in Chinese folklore uh, some stuff comes across as being kind of a bit silly at times yeah, yeah. but makes but makes perfect sense in the context of what's happening. Like the when you find out, like the whole crux of it is the the way places went to do this uh, copying and stuff. He gets honey trapped into marrying this woman, but what is actually happening is the woman's actually a demon trying to get him to finish the sutra. Man, I hate it when that happens. So that she can release all release all the ghosts around her. Uh, and kind of take take some stuff over. Uh, so when you get to the point where, and this like the film's three hours long, so this is only like an hour and a half into it, where this all happens, you you get a scene, you get scenes where this Buddhist uh, Lama who's been following the guy around all the time as protection uh, does battle with the demon, but it's all done with mute with like drums and cymbals. And it's like it's like a it's like kung fu in terms of this moves being this moves being done, but it's like this mad guy on a drum going and it's like causing people to go mental. It's weird. It's like Matt. It's 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 like wizards essentially. Okay. It's it's. I really really enjoyed it. I thought it's one of these films that you can see how it has went on to influence so many other things right. like you can see how Ang Lee works you can see um, I can't remember the name of the guy who did Hero uh, you can see elements of House of Flying Daggers you can see that kind of grand epic Chinese fairy tale yeah. kind of adventure movie what was this movie called? it's called Legend of the Mountain Legend of the Mountain I'm going to I've, I bought it on Blu-ray, so I will actually give you it down. Okay. I think you won't like it, Paco. Yeah, I think I won't like it. I think you'll maybe find that a bit too dumb. I don't know, man. Like, I, I've got more tolerance for kind of Eastern movies like that than I do if it was like something comparable, but with Western sensibilities. Kind of less forgiving of. Yeah. I think I think you'll quite dig it though, Tommy. Okay. I think I think you'll enjoy the. the there's a lot of mo- there's a lot of moments in like the kind of third act where I kind of laughed out loud. And I kind of, <laughs> of course it does, and that kind of stuff. So yeah, Legends of the Mountain, okay. give it a go. It's a Taiwanese <clears throat> classic. Do you guys want to finish up by talking about this week's showstopper, The Meg? Oh yes, um, Neil. Right, you do the summary. Go for it. I still want to watch this. 
So that's that's fine. I'm actually going to bow out of this just now, so you guys can talk about it a bit more freely. Uh, there's not, we're not going to spoil it. I mean, there's there's nothing right. to spoil. Okay. I mean, it's I, the, the, the plot is really fucking basic. Yeah, if you've seen the trailer, you know what happens. Yeah, you in know that what film. the plot is. The only, the only blank you need to fill in is why they're doing, like, why there's an underwater fucking station and why that's happening. But again, they trying to cure Alzheimer's by making sharks smart? No, unfortunately. God, not. I wish. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, I don't actually really care about spoilers, well, and I have we... already had a bit spoiled for us. Well, all I'll say is the reason that this is happening is they're being funded by Rain Wilson, who is an internet billionaire. That's 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 it. Like that's the, Rain, the Rain Wilson. Rain, Rain Wilson's Elon Musk. Yeah, that's it. It's like he is funding this project, and that, and they're just to try to get to the, the the depths of like the sea, and that's the, that's the crux of it. <laughs> and then da, 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 can I Megalodon ask, is released. Hey. Are the Meg is it like is it like Tremors where the Megalodon was like always there and like we've now kind of disrupted yes. it? Yes, yeah. right. Yeah. So it's not like a we made it. It's no, not Jurassic no, 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 Park. No, no. It is Tremors. No, what it, what it is is that there's a there's a thermal layer in the ocean which has prevented anything below it from coming up above it because it's all because it couldn't pass through that hot water. So a rescue mission happens uh, after after one of the good guy teams go below the thermal layer, which then breaches the layer and creates like a pocket of cold water, which allows the megalodon because there's more than one yeah, that, to come that's up. The, that's about Andy told us earlier. Yeah, uh, to come up through through into our waters. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like—is is that not what happens in Piranha as well? Uh, yeah, kind of, kind of something like yeah. that happens in Piranha. Yeah, and oh is... no, is it not like a there's a there's a fissure cracks open after like a tremor? Or something like yeah, that? there's yeah. like there's like a, a a mini earthquake and that. But again, same they were thing. like sealed off from yeah. yeah, yeah. But the same thing. There's a pocket that opens and it's like oh shit, there's the piranha. Yeah. So like, but this one same thing. There's a bit of DSX back in it. How yeah. how uh, how much attention do they give to this thermal layer conceit? None, absolutely none. none. It's it's just, it's just there. Yeah. It's just there. The, 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 it's a plot device. Yeah, the kin, uh, the rescue thing is like the MacGuffin, and then stuff happens. Lots of stuff happens. Um, but yeah, not enough stuff happens. Yeah, like a lot of stuff. Did you say not enough stuff yeah. happens. Stuff yeah. stuff happens, and you're like, yeah, I'm fine. But you know, when's he gonna when's he gonna fly kick the shark? <laughs> so what is this film not good? No, it's fine. Right. Okay. All right. On you go, Neil. I. I enjoyed the film. I thought it was fun. It did what it did well enough. It just wasn't the film I wanted it to be. I wanted this to be this year's Piranha. And it wasn't. It was It was really... It was quite sanitised, to be honest. Uh, not enough people... Not enough people get killed is by it, a giant... Is it 12, car. Yeah, mm. and that this is the problem with it. See, if it'd been a fifteen, they probably could have upped the ante a wee bit. But you've got to make family dollars now. Mm. So, is there much to say about it? I guess it's enjoy. Right, okay. 
it's it's not a bad film. It's a fun summer movie. Mm. It's just it wasn't the fun summer movie. Yeah, it's kind of that like, I wanted it to be. Yeah, it was. It, it didn't live up to my expectations of being. It it wasn't you. My expectations for this was it'd be it'd be gory, maybe not excessively gory, because I knew it wasn't going to be excessively gory, but I expected a wee bit more gore. Only about four people die. Okay, it's it's, and you don't even you don't even really see it because it always kind of cuts away from it. It's like the Uh, it's the safest shark film. Yeah, you could watch. I mean, you're really selling it here, man. But I'm I'm not. That's what I'm saying, though. It's but, it's, but it's, it's is, perfectly enjoyable. It's just yeah, you, you want Jason Statham perfectly enjoyable in it. Yeah. He, Statham's exactly how you would want him to be in it. Yeah. Um. Every everyone that's in it seems to seems to kind of know what they're in. So there is kind of a a bit of a knowing wink from everybody mm-hmm. that they're in this dumb monster movie. Some of the gags are quite funny. Mm-hmm. Um. So does it? The, if it doesn't the work so well, in it isn't even annoying. If it doesn't work so well as like an actual kind of horror or like kind of thriller thing, then does it work as a comedy? It's this is kind of like it's you know how like Jaws is more of like a drama and a more of a thriller. This is more like an action film. I mean, yeah, it's an action film where the action just doesn't quite meet enough. Right. It's a twelve A action film. I. Did my prediction of no. the ending come true? No. Was your was your prediction the one where he gets swallowed? Yeah, yeah. he gets full Jonah in the wheeled. No, no, that doesn't happen. Yeah, I actually but, see the see the demise of the beast. I didn't like it. Yeah, it seemed to be over too quickly. Yeah, and it seemed and just a kind of like too uh, easily as well. Yeah, well, I mean that's and the thing with these sort of things. Yeah. Like if it was real life, that is how it would end. Do you mean like Uh, even a fucking gigantic shark would be no match for the weapons that we've got these days? Well, no, because uh, Uh, you don't know how how they kill it. Yeah, we can't tell you how it kills. It's a spoiler, but the way it dies, I thought was a bit meh. Yeah. Okay. Like uh, really far out. I also didn't. I also felt that it didn't really act the way a real shark would act. Okay, okay, I'll give you that. Yeah, okay, that sounds a really dumb. That sounds like a really no, dumb I, kind of statement. I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Kind, kind of, kind of a bit like the deep blue sea sharks in a sense, where they're a wee bit too self-aware right. and Maybe. have abilities which they wouldn't be able to do. Yeah, they don't turn like, the oven on in this one. Like, like stop dead and stare at someone for a wee while. And then go at it, mm. like kind of. It's just a lot of stupid stuff. Mm. Like it's yeah, it's it's yeah. dramatic, as we were saying. The actual shark itself has yeah, a sense of it, drama. There, there's dramatic license taken. Yeah. <laughs> but the money it's made, we're gonna get a second one, no doubt. No doubt. I'll I'll watch a second one. Yeah, that is the thing. I will probably happily watch mm-hmm. a second one. Um, and I think on a set, if I was to watch this again. Knowing no, what it is, is yeah. now, I would probably enjoy it more. Also, like I went to see it, I had my first 4DX experience. You watched this uh, in 4DX? It, because of the timings of right. it. For some strange reason, the Cineworld 
on Renfrew Street, their timings for this were really, really bad. Their timing for everything is bad. Well, no, because I, I think quite often, like, on my days off, you'll get a film that will kick off about 11 o'clock in the morning, which is perfect. The first one of this, which was the 4DX, was, like, 20 past 12, and then nothing else was, like, 2 o'clock until, like, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, mm. unless you want to go to normal 3D, uh, which I wasn't going to pay money for. And... The super screen was like, I was like 20 past 12, uh, 4 as well. Yeah. It was just really stupid times. How, how uh, was so, the, the 4DX experience? It was okay. I don't think it really enhanced my experience of the movie. Did it you, didn't detr- Did you turn on the water effects stuff? Where, like, it the water effects were on? Because that was kind of one of the reasons why I thought, okay, 4DX, they do water and wind. This will be a film of water and wind. And... Yeah, they were fine. I didn't find them annoying. Uh, the first time it happens, you kind of go, "Oh shit!" I just get wet. What was it like? And is then, it like someone firing like a, a water pistol at you, or is it like a spray of water? Like a like now, like you get both. You get both. Right. Uh, there's what felt like water that came from the ceiling. It kind of dripped on you, okay. like a kind of like see if you turn a shower on really really low. Mm. Is that like kind of drizzly? You got a quick blast of that, a couple of bits, but then there was a lot of stuff which was like big heavy blasts of water vapour, which fogged up the cinema to a certain degree. Uh, I was sitting quite close to the wall and the wind machines, so the first time the wind machines kicked in, it was like a jet engine. Was it loud? Yeah, but as the film properly started... This, I think the volume in that screen is a lot higher than a normal screen right. to kind of compensate, so it didn't become that much of an issue. And actually, I found when the wind was on, it was quite pleasant. Yeah, because like Cineworld is fucking roasting all yeah. the time. Man. And the movement in the seats. Uh, do you remember going to see Expendables 2 in the rumble seats? I didn't, I didn't do that. Um, did we do that? Yeah, we totally did, yeah. We all did. Really? I've got no memory of that? We all went as a group. I Stevie have... Paul was there. Danny Matthews was there. I have zero memory. How drunk were we? Pretty drunk. Right. But anyway. Okay. So, uh, the movement of the seats, when quite a lot of it is just, it like follows the camera movement. So if a camera turns, it kind of gently lilts. Mm. and then kind of gently rocks that was really pleasant as well I quite liked that how sometimes rocked you back and forth it was really kind of relaxing and then an action scene would happen and it punched you in the back I actually felt like somebody had literally volleyed the seat uh, seat back I mean that is not what I want from a cinema yeah, experience that, it, that was jarring and quite, quite annoying um, so yeah I think it's maybe one thing, it's maybe worth experiencing once to say you've done it. And when you're in limited customer, it's only like £4 yeah. or 5 and something like that. So it was worth it for that. I probably wouldn't do it again, though. Okay. Did you guys get anything else to say about it? No. Like Tra- the... go, don't go and see this film till the schools go back. That's back the schools are now back in Because mm-hmm. my screening was all scumbag wanes. We talked the whole way through, and the worst was the four seats directly in front of me. 
uh, was a Chinese family who had two kids with them who talked the whole way through it really, really loudly, not even like uh, whispered. Because if it was whispered, I wouldn't have cared because I can deal with that kids talk. And they had plastic bags full of their stuff, which they rustled the whole way through it to the point where the folk in the seats sitting next to them got up and moved seats to get away from it. It was so loud. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. People are scum. I hate people. Hey, people are. Yeah, I've kind of just reminded me though, just when you're saying about like the the types of people who were in your screening. Uh, when I showed up for Darkest Mind, like the trailers were already on, so like I went into like a darkened cinema and sat down and stuff. But then when the lights came up at the end and people went to leave, I realised that it was essentially me and a bunch of like thirteen year old girls. Yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, I've had experiences like that in the cinema. Uh... Yeah, no, nothing else to say, man. It's it's fine. And yeah. that was Raptors it, in the it, Kitchen. It's, it's the best way to describe it. Yeah. I, I wonder which one was just more mediocre, like any one I watched and the ones you watched. Yours, I know you said yours, yours are mediocre, but yours sounded boring. It wasn't, yeah. though. It, like, I wasn't bored. I wasn't angry. I was just no, but there. No, I was when, just when there. You were, when you were talking about it, honestly, man, I kind of zipped in and out because yeah. I was like man this is not fucking interesting the, the world building was really the worst part of it mm. though it just seems so well conceived it just someone put like the minimum amount of thought into you know what mm. could spawn a bunch of fucking trashy uh, young adult fiction um, but yeah that's us yeah. Uh, done for this week uh, next week apparently the big movie is Christopher Robin which uh, mm. I hope is terrifying <laughs> I, I've read some good reviews of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. it's been a while since I've seen a, a film with Ewan McGregor in it. He's actually all right. Uh, it looks relatively stylish. Uh, kind of looking forward to it, I suppose. Neil sent me a really funny meme where it's it's him standing on like a, a counter and pose there, and he just says, "I've got the higher ground." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Have you seen Have you seen the other one where it's uh, when they're in the park bench? And it's Pooh sta- uh, standing at the back of the park bench and Ewan McGregor turns around and goes, ah, General Kenobi. And then the next one is just Pooh with multiple lightsabers. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, so where can the, the lovely listeners get in touch with us, Tommy? On Twitter, at Raptors Podcast. Um, talk to Paco. He's at Paco UK. I'm at Vast Destruction. Neil is at Scorch EO8. And get us on Facebook. Uh, say hi, Amsterdam. You know I mean? where, where, where else can they get us? Uh, on SoundCloud and iTunes. And yeah, we'll see what city wins wins the day, or sorry, wins the week uh, next time. So I mean, it's going to be Great Britain again, though, because like that's where the people we know are from. So right. like, we discount that one. Right, so discounting Great Britain, uh, we're going to see what, what countries listen to us the most, which, you know, so if you, if you feel like you can Maybe- be against Amsterdam... Go, go for it. Maybe these other countries people are just friends that we have not met yet and would like to invite us on holiday. And Neil, man, you're going to stop using this fucking podcast as a platform for personal gain. Just stop it. Is that not what all human endeavour is for? <laughs> man, if that is your worldview, then I feel sorry for you, mate. <laughs> Well, that was... you, you know my world is a lot darker than that. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Raptors out.
Lucia.